Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She had a power cut. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Can you hear me, gents? The Fantasy Football Show. Hello everybody, my name is James, welcome to another Planet FPL Clash of the Correspondents and we're looking forward to an important fixture in blank game week 26. Firstly, let me introduce you to our Manchester United correspondent, Gary Robinson. How are you, Gary? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks, mate. And our Fulham correspondent, Dara Curran's in. How are you, Dara? I'm very good, thanks, James. Good Narbend. Good in our bench, yes, indeed. We are pre-recording on Monday evening, just in case you know Manchester United decide to play the release clause very quickly for Dan Ashworth on gardening leave. Gary, what, what, what's what's all that about? Um, well, it's yeah, it sounds a bit petty, but I suppose it's the way football's gone, hasn't it? These uh, directors of football, or you know, whatever his title might be, they're uh, they're all in high demand, aren't they? And, yeah, you end up with this to and fro, you know, whether, what to do with him. I mean, if he wants, I suppose he's treating like a player, doesn't he? If he wants to leave, then there's probably not a lot Newcastle can do, really. Um, they're not, they're not going to pay him for another two years, are they? So, um, yeah, bit of an odd one. Um, I think it's reassuring that that United are trying to hire these type of people now. Um, but whether whether they're all worth this much Hassel, they've obviously already got the lad from City and talks getting Jason Wilcox in. So I don't know how many of these types and how these all work together. But um, And if they can turn United around and and how, how that fits into what, what money the Glazers want to spend, uh, I don't know. But I think for now, in the short term, just reassuring that they're trying to hire those type of people. It sounds like a football plan might be coming together. Yeah, it might be, but to what end? Because um, again, it's all 
get all these type of people in. But if the Glazers say we only we don't want to spend any money in the summer, then it does still restrict what what they can do, and it don't matter how, how many good players you've got on your laptop. Uh, you know, if the money's not there, the money's not there, is it? So. But yeah, so that's probably that's probably a question for the summer, isn't it? We won't see the fruits of that until maybe this time next year, by the, if that. But yeah, I think just the only thing you can take at the minute is at least they're trying to hire someone like an Ashworth or an equivalent. And if it doesn't end up being Ashworth, then at least it's reassuring that they went to try and get him rather than not hiring, you know, a director of football or. CEO or all the different roles that they might end up giving him. I think for you, Gary, it was clear he wasn't going to do anything in the January transfer window, really, because of the takeover. For you, Dara, it became a a scramble at the end. Um, And the big headline of deadline day, which I think gave us an indication of how quiet the window was, you obviously got Armando Breuer in on loan, but we've hardly seen him so far. Yeah, uh, he was ill at the weekend. I thought we probably would have seen a little bit more of him up until now, but um, the headlines have been mainly on another striker who's stepped up to the plate and doesn't want to give up the spot, which is good as well, I suppose. Is it a case with Muniz that this is uh, why he's scoring, he stays in the team? And as soon as he doesn't, it will change? He's probably done enough to stay in the team. I I don't see why you'd oust him when his form's been so good in the last three games or so. Is, is yeah, obviously a... there's, there's stipulations in the Brohood deal which we may end up paying more money but I think if you've got our own player that's performing well then why don't you you probably favour him to start over Aloni who's possibly going to be gone in the summer Am, am I right in saying with the Brohood deal the less he plays the more you pay is that is that how this works? Yeah I think he needs to play 50% of the games remaining and then we don't pay anything and if we if he pays less than that we pay four million, which still isn't like a terrible deal when when they were looking for fifteen million at one point in January. Okay. Gary, I've been asked by others, and you know what's coming in terms of uh, Gary's always moaning about Maguire and McTominay. And I thought with these mm. three wins in a row and Maguire's good performance at Villa Park, you'd be I gotta put you under real pressure. And then I, I watched him on Sunday at Luton and it, it's suddenly yeah, Villa precisely. Park. Ended, and everyone it? goes, Oh, that's why people think he's shit. <laughs> Cause he's shit. <laughs> but he, he he had been. I mean, he really had some sloppy moments in that first half. Yeah. and was taken off. I, I think maybe as, as part in terms of the yellow card and Casemiro's yellow card not helping the situation as well. Yeah, he has been playing well, really, though, hasn't he, Harry Maguire? Um, uh, he played well in the return fixture, didn't he? I think he was man of the match, and probably, ironically, probably shouldn't have played because I think he was concussed, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And yeah, he's had he's had some he's had some decent performances, like you say. I mean, he's given the man the match against Aston Villa the week before. I thought I thought we were quite outplayed in that match, if I'm honest. But that wasn't Maguire's fault necessarily. Um, I think I think where the sort of the debate or the the nuance comes in is that if you if you're just watching him from an FPL point of view and you see he's four point two and ticking over and with you know he had some clean sheets against Everton and Luton and that performance against Fulham. You put, but if you're a United fan, you know, we've watched him where he played in the Champions League where Copenhagen put four past us and Galatasaray put three past us and when we got knocked out of the League Cup by Newcastle at home and they put three past us and Maguire played all of those matches and was dreadful in all of those matches. You know, he was dreadful against Bournemouth. So whilst he's been 
having some good performances and sort of where you go, oh, yeah, he probably looks like a solid squad member and, oh, it's, you know, a bit unfair and still an England player. There's been the performances in the matches, the bigger matches where the Champions Leagues or the knockout League Cup ties or Man City at home, we've been beaten threes and fours and been humiliated. And that's the worry that, look, it's all right in playing well against, you know, the, the bottom bottom 14, say. But as England fans, if we want to do anything in the summer, if United fans, we want to get back to title contenders, which is laughable at the minute, but that's what we're aiming for. Harry Maguire is not good enough to be there and it's it's not a slight on him. But we've all seen it with our eyes the last, when did we buy him? Five years, is it now? Six years? I can't remember when we bought him. We all know he's not good enough. And the odd performance here and there where you think, oh, he's, he's improved a bit. He's not quite solid there. You know what's coming. He was man that, he was given man the match against Villa last Saturday, last Sunday, sorry, and then gets absolutely battered to bits yesterday and has to be subbed off at half-time against mm-hmm. Luton Town. So you know what's coming. So that's the problem with him. It's not... It's not um, it's not a vendetta. He's just. That's exactly the word I was going to use. It's not a vendetta. Yeah, it's not though, is it? There's, you know, it, it, it's not. If he'd have had thirty good performances in a row and we were second in the league, I'd be the first one to go. He's turned it around, but he hasn't done that. He's had a couple of good performances. Then we lose four three to Copenhagen. He, he he gets man the match against Aston Villa. Then has to be dragged off at half time because Carlton Morris is giving him the run around. You know, so. It, it is what it is, unfortunately. He's inconsistent, and when he's at his best, he can be a good player. But his worst is he's, he's he's not good enough anymore. And I think for the best for everyone, he just moves on in the summer. Darren, um, would you take him? No. Don't <laughs> <laughs> no. genuinely you don't you don't think you'd get in your team? No, I don't think so. Sure, you're probably going to be looking for a centre back in the summer, aren't you? If Fabio yeah, doesn't we, sign we up, we probably will do. But the way we've been playing this season, we've kind of had a high bit of a high line, and I think he tends to come out and go missing and like just leave big yeah. gaps. So I don't think he'd suit us at all. Yeah, no, well, fair. you can't, you can't, you can't play high line. If you play high line, you can't play high line. You know, you end up playing twenty yards deeper, and you know you, you've got you've got to make sacrifices in other ways. So. Yeah. Would Scott McTominay get in your team, Zara? I, w- I would take McTominay, absolutely. Gary? Go on, <laughs> ask him how much. <laughs> For McTominay? Yeah, how much do you want? Dara's paying. <laughs> oh, what, what? What? don't know, what have you got down the back of that sofa, Dara? Six quid will do us. I got a, um... a pog and a, and a stick of bubble gum. <laughs> Hang on, right, in fairness. <laughs> Has yeah. Ten Hag not found a little niche for him where he can be a bit of a box crasher at the end of games and has scored some important goals for you? Yes or no? Yeah, there's a super sub launching it. Yeah, that's fine. But he's not a central midfielder in the Premier League. So, it, you know, if, if Fulham needs someone to a super sub to, like you say, crash the box in the last five, ten minutes, then then great. But if they need a central midfielder who can pass and tackle, then Scott McTominay is not your man, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, Dara, when you come on the pod, it feels like we always have to do this. We talk about the importance of Shao Paulinia. Um, 
He's hit the 10 yellow card mark yeah, just in that time, was, mate. That was inevitable. Two game ban. Um, he's obviously going to miss this at the weekend. And then Brighton at home. That's two terrible games for him to miss as well, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, look, it is what it is. We knew it was going to come at some point. He's just a, a magnet for yellow cards. Whether they're deserved or not, I think it's just sometimes it's the, the profile of the player and the referees just have it in their mind that he's a tackle, tackle demon and he's going to pick up cards. So yeah, look, that's going to happen. So I'm going to have to figure out who's going to slot in the midfield. Your um, your record without him is not good, mate. No, not at all. Not at all. No. So. <laughs> For the benefit <laughs> of the against, audio listeners, Dara smiled. isn't but good it, either. But so. I, I, I could see through the smile, the pain in his voice, thinking, yeah, this is going to be a difficult couple of weeks. What What is the solution then in his absence? I... I mean, re- realistically, you can't probably have Kearney, who, who was one of the players in there. It, it could be, I mean, one of the solutions could be play Awobi and Reed, because Awobi played in the AFCON. He played that kind of deeper role. And it also gives you the option to switch it up if we do need to attack it at moments. He's got that, I think, just Kearney quite doesn't quite have the defensive attributes that you might need alongside another midfielder who doesn't tackle as much as uh, Palinia does. So well, no one tackles in the whole no, league. No one, no one tackles as, as much from as Anthony Robinson, maybe as much as Paulinia does. But without him, that I, I get that someone like Kearney is almost going to be less useful for you because you need to make up for the lack of legs of. Yeah. Of realistically, we're, we're not going to have the ball as much and, that's fine. If we do have the possession, then that's where Kearney is good for dictating the play. But yeah, realistically, we're probably not going to have as much of the ball. So, Gary, Fulham of the 19th best record away from home at the 20 teams. This is going to be five wins in a row, isn't it? 19th best, was that our worst? Did you say sorry? Well, you, you t- I was I was doing Dara the, the courtesy of saying worst. 19th best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the second worst, isn't it? <laughs> right, I see what you mean, right. Um yeah, you would you would you would you would think so, yeah. Um you would think so, but especially if Pauline is out, um, because like like you've just said, you know, the the rate dramatically drops, <clears> isn't it? <throat> So you think so? And like I say, we've the results have picked up recently. Um, not that convinced if the performances have matched it as much as it as it looks like. Um, so you would you would like to think, given that we've apart from Martinez, we look like we're pretty much full strength. I suppose it depends what's happened to Shaw, maybe. Um, yeah, you'd like to think so, but. Said it a million times. You can you can never tell with this lot, can you? Because you know this this form and this run of results, it can turn as quickly as it started because it's not born out of anything. When when we when we last spoke before you went to Wolves, we went through your previous yeah. ten games and we went good performance, bad performance, good performance, bad yeah. performance. Right. Well, you've yeah. now won four in a row. Or are you still yeah. the it's five wins in ten? Like like where do you sit on this? No, no, it's no. You, I mean, it's it is four in a row. But I suppose it's even those four wins you go. I mean, the Wolves, the first half, first hour maybe, we we played really really well against a really good side, Wolves, and then you know nearly nearly threw that away. 
Um, West Ham, I mean, we won 3-0, but West Ham would probably say didn't play that badly, maybe. Villa were probably the better side, I would say. Um, and yesterday, Luton must... Look, we, we could have got four or five more on the counter-attack, but Luton will probably feel a bit annoyed to have not come away with anything yeah, out of it. So, but- yeah, winning at Wolves, it's some, it's some really good sides have lost at Wolves this year. Some really good mm. sides have lost at Villa this year. Yeah. And Lewin have given every top team a proper game at Kenilworth Road that they played. Like, to win all yeah, three of them it, games, Gary, is good, mate. No, yeah, winning them is, of course, winning them is good. But, you know, you say Lewin have given everyone a good... But, you know, they had 60% possession yesterday and 20 shots. They didn't do that to City and Arsenal, did they? So... The wins are amazing. To win four in a row when it looked like the season was fading into nothing, and like you said, to go to Villa, Luton and Wolves is great. But what it what it isn't, apart from the Wolves' performance, what, it's not, what it isn't born out of is, you know, a new style of play or something's clicked tactically. It's It's been four wins that, like I say, could easily turn into three defeats in the next four. Do you know what I mean? It's... That's the problem that you never really feel like they're getting anywhere. You just feel that they're stumbling from week to week. Do you not? Do you um, not? Do you not feel a bit better about this period, mate? You must do. Well, yeah. If you win matches, you all, you always feel better, don't you? But if you you know you wouldn't if they play like they played again yesterday for the next five. How many of those five do they win? You know, you can't keep playing like you did against Villa and Luton every week and keep winning. It doesn't happen like that, does it? Yeah, I mean, so... the flip is, and I know you. this is where you can always spin your narratives, right? You won very late yeah. at Wolves. You won very late at Villa. But actually, the performance at Wolves was outstanding, mate. You should never have been in a position well, the Wolves... where the game wasn't going to get won. No, the Wolves' performance was outstanding. But like I said, but even then, you, we found a way to make it difficult for ourselves. So this is what I'm saying. Every piece of good thing to cling on to, there's always something immediately that you go... Yeah, but and until they knock that out of the system and, and string a proper run of run together, you know, I'm, I'm not comparing us to Arsenal talk because we're nowhere near Arsenal at the minute, but Arsenal were looking a bit rocky, weren't they? And they've just won five, six on the bounce, maybe. And you look at their wins and you go, oh, uh, you, you can see why, you know, and you know, and you think, yeah, they'll probably play the same against Newcastle on Saturday and then what uh, Sheffield United is and so on, and you and Porter, and you go, yeah, you look at United and you go, it could continue, but it could the same flip the coin, and it'll be it'll be draws and stupid defeats, and you just you just don't know where you are with it because the losses come out of nowhere and the wins come out of nowhere, and that's my only concern. As much as great as winning, but but it's also the, the, the you're back to us. at the moment, and I, I realize this isn't what Manchester United want to be doing, but Arsenal are competing with City and Liverpool. And have that pressure of knowing they've got to win every game. You're competing with Villa and Tottenham at the moment. It's, it is a difference. No, no, it? I wasn't. No, it is a difference. Yeah, but it wasn't about necessarily comparing them to an Arsenal. It was saying Arsenal's wins. Arsenal will know why they won all of those matches four, five, six nil. United, we could easily perform like we did against Villa and Luton again, and we'll get some of the white floor with us three, three, four nil. And that's the problem with it is that even when we're playing well against the Wolves, that can turn into a 4-3 dogfight. And even when we win matches, you go, can't play like that again. And, you know, we've seen it before. We, at middle of last season, we looked like we were playing well and then 
out of nowhere, you know, you get trounced, you know. So, yeah, it, it's been a good run, but just always cautious with that lot because you just know that it could flip, flip back the other way out of nowhere. Fair I'm not saying that I'll start. I'm not saying I'll start this weekend if against a, a Paul. Well, I hope so because you're getting a bit Fulham. close to my team and it's starting to bother me now. So yeah, you know, I'm all legs. Yeah, in the well, yeah. I, I'm all legs in the Fulham basket this weekend, but I can't say my confidence is high looking at this away record. You've won three in a row away, Gary. Dara's team is the only one that hasn't won an away game since game week one, and I think any and we were lucky to. I was going to say any we Evertonian will tell you you were very lucky that day. As well, what is that, Tara? I don't know. That opening day was a real smash and grab. Um, I don't know. We've just last season we won against everybody that was below us that we put like on paper, sort of that we were expecting to win. And this year it's just we've been a bit Jekyll and Hyde. It's a bit like a bit like you're saying, Gary. You don't know where the wins are coming from. You can't predict them. Um, and even like we've beaten Arsenal, we've beaten Bournemouth a couple of weeks ago. I didn't expect anything from that game at all. And they, like you're, we're pulling out wins where we're not necessarily expecting them. And then slipping up against Burnley was just an absolute kick in the teeth. Two nil up, I was oh, tearing my hair out. And there was there was chances to go three nil up at some stages, and even three one up. And just to let that slip is just a joke. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that the consistency's not quite there. Um, yeah, waveform it's pretty poor. It's zero point five eight points per game in away games, which sounds bad and is not helped by things like that. Playing a team that's almost certain to go down and being two up and not winning the game, but that's it. Once you get this United game out the way, Dara, you've then played. I would say all of the expected top nine away from home. You still have to go to Wolves, you still have to go to West Ham, but then the other away games you've got left are against teams that are, are below you. So is the away record as bad as it looks or is it a bit false in the sense you've got some very good away games still to come? I'm not sure. I don't know. I honestly don't know at this point. I think we've cut... Of late, we've kind of had a lot of little niggly injuries and AFCON and different members of the squad being rotated a little bit. So that there hasn't been the consistent starting lineup as well that there had been last season. We've had centre-backs changing around quite a bit. Um, obviously, the forward line has <laughs> just changed all the time. So, yeah, it's not, not quite been ideal, but you can't really blame that either at the same time. like Everybody has their injuries. So, yeah, look, we're just going to have to trudge on, I think. I don't know it's one of those seasons like we're not really in trouble but we're not pushing for anything either so there's not I don't know whether there's an incentive I, to actually kick on and out of all the cops now I, I, I said on Monday's pod and you're the first club I've mentioned it to that we need to start thinking Fulham Beach but to caveat that the away record is obviously bad your home record therefore has obviously been quite good to keep you out of trouble because then your away results have, have been shocking but then your home games left Brighton, Tottenham, Newcastle, Liverpool, Manchester City, and Crystal Palace. Lovely. Is there is there concern, or or do you feel safe? I don't feel concern at all. Like I think if you, what are we on now? Twenty nine. Yeah. 
I think like another six points is probably going to yeah, be good. Uh, I, I, I just, and there's potential points deductions or whatever might be coming down the line. Like, I just don't see the form of people below us picking up enough and ours to draw. Like we'd literally have to be 19th or 18th on form to, to get dragged into that. You're a strange team though, aren't you? Because we are since, very strange since, since that game you lost to United with the late Bruno Fernandes goal, you got beat by Villa at the weekend, which is fair enough. In between that, there's a run of seven home games. You lost one to Burnley. I'm struggling to go figure here, Dara. Yeah. I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on it this year. It, it's, a li- it's a bit of a f- funny season because... When we we kind of knew around March, April of last year that we were going to stay up, and I was hoping that there would have been another another spend in the summer, and we could reinforce again and build on what we did. And that didn't it sort of it did happen, but it happened very late, and the planning just felt a bit last minute. And obviously, there's been worries in January about finances and whatnot, and it feels it feels like the club are gambling that they're kind of gone, well, we're not going to go down this year, so we just don't need to outlay any more money. And I think a lot of clubs have felt that this year, Dara. And yeah, I, I am playing Jekyll and Hyde a little bit because I agree with you, I think that probably two wins would be more than enough. I think 35 points would probably be enough to stay up. You're on 29. If you're comfortably clear of one point per game, you're comfortably safe, to be honest, mate. It's probably just a bit frustrating that you've not kind of kicked on into that group that Manchester United have just got out of because they're not that far away. I mean, we're saying you're on 29 points behind West Ham. West Ham went into the start of the year, I think make a challenge for top four. Yeah, they are flying. So it's not, yeah, it's not that far away. It's interesting. Talking of top four, Gary, you're the form horse. Should you take it from here? Um, don't know. I mean, Villa... They'll look to have, don't want to say gone off the boil because that's unfair on the season they've had, but you know, they do seem to be struggling a little bit by the standards they set pre Christmas. Uh, possibly say the same about Tottenham, although obviously, you know, more some of that might be unlucky. I don't know. So, we've certainly got ourselves in the mix now. Um, I suppose one of we don't play either of you again, do we? So, we've no. already played you both twice now. So. There's no sort of head-to-head six-pointer that we can catch you up on. So we are just relying on winning a couple more matches than you both from now until the end. Um, Villa Villa should get to the European final, shouldn't they? So hopefully that would distract them. So, yeah, we, we, should, we should be giving it a good go from here. I mean, whether you say we should do it, I still think if Villa... If Villa can find that form of pre-Christmas, I don't think we'd, I don't think we catch, I don't think we get to them. Um, but I don't think our fixtures, just even for all I've just said about United and where our wins come from, our fixtures on paper don't look that bad. I think we've still, obviously still got quite a few of the really difficult ones, but we've kind of got that. We've got, then we've got the top three, have we? Maybe, and then that group around us, we don't really play anyone. I don't think. There'd be Newcastle at home. So we could do it, but I still think we'd be relying on Villa, especially. And look, if the top five becomes a possibility, which what we're saying, 70% chance, then, you know, we've got to be right in there. But it it could just come down to one 
one mad result or you know an injury. Whoever has the worst, and it could come, could be anything, couldn't it? I don't if, think there'll be a lot um, between the three of us now. If you do pull this up and finish fourth, Eric Ten Hag will still be manager next season, won't he? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Um, For the benefit of those on the audio, Gary looks well impressed with that thought. Yeah, I suppose I suppose they'd find it hard to sack him if he went third place, fourth place. Yeah, and especially, you know, if he tacked on a... He tacks on a cup run, you know, if we beat if we beat Forest next week, then you're already talking the quarter final stage, aren't you? So yeah, and, yeah, and, let's, and let's be unless, fair as unless well, they've, unless they've got someone out there who they know that they want and can transform them. Let's, yeah, let's let's be fair. Tottenham obviously went through some bad injury problems. Villa have got their own issues now as well. You also went through them. And I think because you're Manchester United, there wasn't quite the focus on it in the same way. Mm. But other than Martinez, and obviously we don't know about Shaw at the moment, it's essentially, yeah. you're now back to your strongest team, aren't you? I know there's still a few injured, but back yeah. to your strongest team, basically. Yeah. Yeah, we are. I mean, the problem is, is Martinez is so huge for us because I've just said everything I've said about Maguire and obviously <laughs> some people might think I've over, over-egged that. But, what Martinez obviously defensively a bit more sound, but it's just he's just allows us on the ball. You can play a bit higher. I know a lot of, I know people rate Maguire on the ball, and I don't think Maguire is that bad on the ball. But Martinez is just so much quicker. He just he really snaps it. He really snaps it through into those midfield spots. Whereas Maguire can be a bit ponderous. He likes Maguire will open his body up, take a touch, come back to it, and then he'll play a good pass. Whereas Martinez seems to. You know, a bit more one-two touch stuff, and I think that uh, I th- I don't think we're going to get Martinez back for what another month. Yeah, it won't be too long after the March maybe, international so. break. Certainly, yeah, I don't think. so that's it's a long run without him probably. But, but so. is it is it as much a Varane problem as a Maguire problem? Varane completed four passes in the first half at Luton at the weekend. That's not right. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what was going on yesterday. Well, so, yeah, it was just such an odd. We were just. Went two 0 up, and I don't know what happened really. It was just like we said, Sluton, you you can dictate how this game goes, and yeah, but yeah, I don't know how you Varan only gets through four passes. I mean, anyone who's obviously you do your sky stats all the time. Anyone who plays a sky game, them Luton away at Luton for centre backs has been like nineties, hundreds, hasn't it? 
It has even, changed last couple of months, but even still, yeah, four but, passes but, completed for a centre yeah, back, especially yeah. when you've got yourself into a lead, a two goal advantage so early as well. Know, yeah, they should just, they should just been knocking it around and having it back off the midfielders and rotating the ball and yeah, just couldn't yeah couldn't get anything going. Mm. Very strange. All right, let's talk a little bit of fantasy. Dari, your team plays in game week 29. We know that confirmed. You've obviously played my team Tottenham in that week. But it feels like you're being ignored. Is that right? I, I can see why, because there's other flashier players that you know you could bring in now. The, if you, I think people could, closer to the, to the game week 29, they might have a look at it. But there's other players that they're probably looking to bring in now, your Solankis or whoever else. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm considering a couple but I haven't quite made my mind up just yet. I've got a few um, a few injuries that I need to, and a few Deal blanks with. this week that I need to kind of, yeah. All right. Tell us out. tell us which ones are in your in your thoughts then. Andy Martin's waiting for you to say William with bated breath. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got, I've, I've got um, Joe Pedro injured. So I might go Muniz. Potentially. Um, so you think just, to, just just to hold that thought for a moment, you think it's possible then that he could hold this spot up till game week twenty nine? Potentially, I think uh, Jimenez is out for a month, yep. so that's there's only one other person it's competing with him. He'll set. He'll certainly get minutes. Minutes. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I I don't necessarily need him for the other games. It would just. It'd kind of be Just that be one. I might, I might rotate him in if I, if I absolutely have to, but it allows me then to put more money into different areas of the pitch. The, the problem for Moon is, I think, asking myself, let, let's just, you know, hypothetically, Breuer was out for the month as well. And you looked at it and you went, well, it's a clear run. He's enabling forward, dirt cheap price. What is he? Four, four, four at the moment. Was he four in three or something, Dara? So he, he's yeah. in, he's in decent form. But he suffers with the same problem that Gary's forward. Rasmus Hoyland's obviously doing really well now as well. But the problem is, it's like this little convergence going all forward of Watkins, Solanke's double 28. Hoyland speaks for himself. A lot of people want Tony in 29 as well. Those four feel like they're in the running. Because Gary, because Hoyland doesn't play in 29 as it stands, that's probably going to get overlooked. And I think also Dora for Munez, it's like most people don't need the money yeah, at the moment. So you don't need to, if 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 it was a case we'd, we look, oh, Salah's playing in 29, I need to force him in with Haaland, then he becomes more useful. I don't think people need the money at the moment, to be honest. No, well, with all the, with uh, Salah, Haaland and Son away and all these players, like people have kind of spread it around and mixed up the teams. And yeah, I think the template's very different to what it was. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't have a lot of money in the bank. I didn't build up. I didn't have a lot of these players early. So for me, it might come in handy somewhere down the road. Um, I don't know. It's just, I haven't, I haven't quite made my mind up on that one. I need to get rid of Jota as well, by the looks of things. So we'll see. Um, Is uh, one of your midfielders under consideration for that spot then? And if so, which one? No, I don't think I don't think there is. Um, if I was to possibly look at somebody else, it might be Anthony Robinson. I think 
just assist potential there is probably the best of the of the bunch. There'll be people going into this week as well. We've perhaps still got Trent or got Pedro Porro injured, for example, at the moment. Obviously, no fixture. Um, Doughty, no fixture this week, for example. You think Robinson, he, he feels like the only one at the moment I could look at and say he would almost definitely play. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that. A, got... a lot of our, especially when Williams there, that everything seems to come down that left hand side and he's just bombing on. He's getting crosses in all over the place. So. so why upset Andy? Why would William be of no consideration for you at the moment? I'm not saying he's not of no consideration, <laughs> but he's got the same number of goals as, as Munez has for Fulham. So that and with limited minutes. So that'll tell you something. Okay. About a, re- a return in Harry Wilson. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of competition for places now. Adama came on as well, so... And should have scored. Of course he didn't. Yeah, I know. Uh, look... We'll see. I'm not sure. Harry Wilson was just starting to kind of click in. He seems to just keep on getting setbacks, and yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of competition for places now. Leno in goal. I suppose you need to have the goalkeeper problem to be yeah, looking at I've, that. And I've had him for quite some time, and I've just rotated my keepers, so it's fine. He's not really taking over the points of late, which is. Isn't no, just having a look. Since you beat West Ham in game week 16, so that's what, nine games ago, so ago, 20 points. He's not even picking up saves. Not not the number of saves he was at the start of the season. Is there any alarm about that? Because he, I, I think a lot of people felt we he set and forget in goal. Should people be looking at the opposite then and potentially selling? I've, I've, it has crossed my mind, yeah. But I haven't pulled the trigger just yet. Gary won't be recommending Anana, will you, Gary? No, I think he's I think he's a bit too much too too expensive, isn't he? And um if you don't know he's playing in twenty nine, then yeah, it makes him difficult to everyone to come back to if we get a double this, later this on. This is the obviously year. the uh the, the joint highest scoring goalkeeper in FPL at the moment, Andre Anana, for clarification. Yeah, no, I'm you know, he's <laughs> at time of recording. If Pickford's got sent off that. against Palace, he's got more, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but um, but you again, you it's you don't know when you're gonna when when would you be able to play him. I mean, you you, you won't want to play him against City. Um, he, he might not be available in twenty nine, um, so it just becomes an awkward one, doesn't it? Um, and I think I think you could spend your money out better elsewhere, couldn't you? Where where do you stand on uh, Hoyland at the moment? Because I think a lot of us would like to look at this now. His form's obviously yeah. he's great, but it's it's the other forwards is blocking it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd looked at him, I'd looked at buying him in this this weekend gone, but probably a mistake that we're probably all thinking about at the minute is you just get so obsessed with blanks and doubles and you know, and obviously we've all, not all of us, some of you, you know, you, you saw Saka went back to him. You, you do all these stupid stuff, don't you, around blanks and doubles. And this might be another one, Hoyland, where you go, oh, I can't buy Hoyland because he might blank in 29 and blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, he might have, he might have Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United at home in the next four weeks. And we're all sat there going, Oh, I might want to, you know, lose and, and, for and a Brentford away on the other side as well. He's yeah, not terrible. So, so it just, but you've just said, you know, we 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 probably all want Solanke 
now-ish, if you haven't already got him. Watkins is probably going nowhere for a lot of people. Haaland's Haaland. You know, Tony's and you look, probably And you look at 29, teams. you think, I want Tony for 29, yeah. Yeah. You might already have Tony in now. If you've got th- if you're going three strikers, then you can only go four mids. So. I think yeah. most are on three forwards though at the moment. Though it feels oh, like because of what you said, Dara, the spread of of the money that might be why mm. you've got someone like Munez more in mind. Like who's your third forward at the moment? It's Pedro, Joe Pedro. Oh yeah, you said he's I, obviously I had, out injured. I, yeah. I had three forwards for a long time, and I tried to move away from it to go to the two. Um. And that, that that would just let if I went for a Muniz, that would just free up even more funds again. So anyway, help everyone out, Gary. Are you gonna win at Forest in a cup or not? Because you know, people want to know, yeah, mate. We'll probably this is what I'm saying. This is, we would we would probably you know, I could see us Saturday, you know, Fulham missing the best player. That'll be another comfortable three nil, and we'll be like, Oh, United are flying now, and then like we did on, Wallop. was it Boxing Day we played them or New Year's Day? Yeah, it was such Forest. an awful game as well, mate. Yeah, you know, and, and we we just beat Aston Villa three two in that amazing comeback win, and and it was like, oh, and Hoyland has got his first goal, and then Hoyland was injured, and we got you know, we were dreadful and got beat two one, and you go, where's you know? So you would like to think that the way they're playing, oh, not the way the way it's going at the minute, that Forest away, but. You won't, you won't want to put a lot of money on it, would Which you? is you why just... I bought Dallow last week. Yeah, no, I was I, to I, I, hedge my bets against Alfie yeah. Doughty for game week 29. Did I buy the best United defensive asset of the choice? Bearing in mind that money was irrelevant for me. Yeah, how much? What's Dallow for? Oh, four, nine, four, well, five, four, yeah, nine. I think five one actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's 0.9 more than Maguire, isn't it? I think they're the only two you can consider. Uh, Shaw is probably too expensive. Injury doubt, you know, got to be serious injury doubts on him now. That's two matches in a row he's limped out of at half-time. Uh, Varane, neither now in the summer, is he price-wise? So I think, yeah, if money's no object to people, then I think um, then you have bought the best one, yeah. For all I've just said about Maguire, if he's 4.2 and he allows you to get Something else that you know for another doubler or another blank raw, etc. etc., then well, it, it's not the end of the world. It's worth saying, uh, I mean, should Maguire owners be concerned? Because I actually thought Johnny Evans played really well when he came on on Sunday, yeah, he did, he did play really well. And obviously, um, Tenag really fancied Evans pre Christmas, but that was playing with Maguire, so um, whether he whether he would play him and um, Varane together by choice. We haven't seen that as of yet. Um, so maybe, um, you know, Lindelof will be around the team as well. So, yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. I think you can only go to a guy here if you want to take a gamble and because him being there at 4-2 allows you to get your slanky in or, you know, change Darwin to Tony or, you know, whatever the maths are, you know. So if it allows you to do other stuff, otherwise, I think, like you say, you just go to Dallow and, and forget about it. The best asset to get hold of if you want one, though, at the moment is Garnacho, isn't it? Yeah, because... In terms of pound perfect. for pound for value. Yeah, and he's one where you'll never... If it gets the City away or it gets the blank and we are blanking, 
you don't care if he's on your bench. You don't feel like you've tied, you know, if you get a Hoyland in or you, even your Dallow, you might think, oh, do you really want to bench five million quid defender and, you know, things like that. So you wouldn't want to bench a Hoyland either. Whereas Garnacho, leaving on the bench because he's really coming all, coming along this season. The more he plays... He should have hauled on Sunday still, as well. Yeah, he's he's still frustrating, but he's he's you know he's only young. I think that's what I, you know, not so much as a fantasy player, but just as an actual player, he's a nineteen-year-old, you know, winger wide forward. That that's what that's what they all do. You know, there's, there's none of them get twenty a season when they're that age, do they? Really, you know, unless they're a. An it's interesting. Me and, uh, me and Clayton had a discussion on Monday's pod about really keeping an eye on him, even if you don't want to buy him now, because if he doesn't excel over this period, he might start next season at sort of six million-ish, judging by Rashford dropping to, what, 6.5 the other year. And actually, he might be really interesting, even at a higher price next season than what he is now. I think he really will be, because I'm not comparing him to Saka at all. He's nowhere near that level and, and possibly never will get up there. But if you look at what Saka's numbers were, three years ago when he was 19, he was only getting five goals, five assists a season. Now, I appreciate he played left-back a bit and things like that. And it only it only takes a bit of patience and a bit of management. And, you, you know, you, these players, you go, oh, they're frustrating, they never get there. He was saying it with Ronaldo, and obviously not going to be Cristiano Ronaldo, but they go from five a season, six season, you go, oh, he's never... At 19, and before you know it, 20, 22, 23... That can become tens, fifteens, twenties a season. Now he's got that journey to do. You know he's got to prove that he can do that. But you know that's what a lot of these Martin would be the same at Arsenal, wouldn't he? I just had a power cut. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> can you hear me, gents? And explain to everyone that uh, I had a power cut, which is why we dipped out there, unfortunately. Uh, Gary, you were saying Garnacho is getting near Saka's potential output. Yeah, so yeah, he's not. Look, he he's got a long, long way to go to do what Saka is, and he, and he maybe never will get there. The, my point was that three years ago, when Saka was this kind Garnacho's age, now he was only getting five goals, five assists a season, which is kind of where Garnacho's at now, and. You just got to, these young wide forwards. You've got to stay patient with them, and you've got to play them week in week out. Because if you don't, you just ruin any potential, any rhythm they can get. And that's if you do it, and they are of that level, then you can reap the benefits, and you get those kind of sacker. You turn into a sacker, or a Martinelli, or some of the players have even been even better than those. So I'm not saying he's going to get to a sacker level, but we're never going to know if you only give him reduce minutes and, and things like that. We've seen what he can do, that he can be a match winner for us, the Villa game, the Everton goal, things like that. So there's obviously something there. You've, you've got to give these players a chance. Otherwise, you just you ruin them and, and they, they, they don't become anything. With that in mind, quick question. Yeah. Fernandez is 8.2. Rashford is 8.4. Garnacho is 5. Mm. Yeah. If they were all 8 million... Yeah. Which one would you buy? I'd buy Ganacho. Wow. Because, because you know, that you, 
I think he's well. I don't know. Is he? He's probably already scored. Has he got more goals than the three than the other two anyway in the league? Uh, be close to. Uh, quite possibly. Garnacho's on eight attacking returns in FPL, five and three. Fernandez is on three and five, so the same. And Marcus Rashford is five and three, the same. So they've all got eight right. attacking returns. Yeah. All right. But um, so there's not a lot in it then. Um, I just think Garnacho looks more involved, um, and I think he. I... I don't know. I just think maybe it's a bit of bias in me because I, you know, I've 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 really liked him for eighteen months, two years now, and I'm just glad that he finally looks like he's getting a run of games. So maybe that's it. But Fernandez looks to be, I don't know, his his numbers creation wise still look pretty good. I think he's still got a third X XA in the league and things like that. But just something's not right. Playing, I'm, Feels like he has to play deeper a bit more now because Casemiro's legs have gone and McTominay's in the team a bit more and Rashford's Rashford struggles are obviously we've we've spoken about quite a lot so no point rehashing them but they don't look over yet so yeah I think if they're all the same I think I'd probably gamble on a on a Garnacho and given that he's three million cheaper then it makes it an absolute no brainer. When you piss it up the wall at Nottingham Forest next midweek. Yeah. And you end up playing in game week 29 at home the Sheffield United, and everyone's gone, mm. oh my God, shit, I want three of them for that on a free hit. Yeah. Yeah. Which three? Because um, you would go free if you were free hitting that week under that circumstance, surely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Especially if there's only four fixtures on, say, or even if there's, well, even if there's five, you'd, you'd definitely still have three United, yeah, I think, you wouldn't would. you? Um, I think. There's always a sense to try and spend the money, isn't there, on a free hit? But given that there'd still be the likes of Sun that you might want to fit in and Tony and whoever. So I think I would still, I wouldn't be bothered about spending the money. I'd go Dallo, Garnacho, Hoyland. That's incredible, mate. Dara reaction to that, that he wouldn't go Rashford or Fernandez under that circumstance. I don't think I'd go Rashford. I might consider Fernandez. But it would just depend on his form leading up to that. He's just been very inconsistent. I don't know if I have the faith in it. So if, yeah, if I did need to put the money somewhere else, I mean, you're probably you're not worried about money in a free hit, really, are you? With nah. minimal teams where all the big ones well, are. You'd still, you'd still but, need Sun. You still need Sun Watkins, Tony, wouldn't you? Well, so there's oh that for I mean, yeah, Sun Watkins, it's not like Hall and Salah and yeah. Dara to jump in. Would free hitters in 29, do they have to have Sun against your team? You'd probably... I think people would target that game. You'd have to. You'd go... Is, is that the right thing? Most people are saying now that they want free Tottenham in 29. What do you think of that? It makes sense, it makes sense to me. Um whether it materialises or not. I mean, look at this game week already. <laughs> this stuff game week already. Everyone's like piled in and it's not not quite been what we perhaps, thought it would be. Perhaps a more interesting question then. If 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 we work on Tottenham playing the front three that played at the weekend, which is probably the you know, Sun left, Richarlison through the middle, Kudaszewski on the right, and then obviously Madison behind that. Which Tottenham player would you be most worried about in game week twenty nine? Just from a general perspective, in terms of damaging your team, rather than the FPL perspective, uh, I think if Madison gets back into form, I'd probably be more worried about him. When the away game we played, he absolutely just bossed it. He was good. 
But he wasn't good. He wasn't good at the weekend. I must add to that. Yeah, I heard that. But yeah, I think if he starts clicking back into gear, that that'd be the one I think he could pick us apart. If you were free hitting in game with twenty nine, which players do you think you would pick from the Fulham Tottenham game? Oh my god, you are kidding! Oh Jesus, rice and God. All right, try again after the second power cut. If this keeps going, you might have won on Saturday, Dara, by the time we get through the end of this, unbelievably. Uh, right, you were saying, I think, which Fulham or Tottenham players you would go if you were going to free hit in 29? How, how many have I got to choose from? Or does it doesn't matter? Just well, you could pick six in theory, couldn't you? Yeah, you I, I, I did kind of ramble on a little bit. <laughs> the pair of us went back and forth while you were trying to sort out the internet. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think I'd lean more in the, the Tottenham camp than I would in the Fulham camp. Um, yeah, your sons and your your Madisons and what have you. I think there's more more chance of them hauling and hitting double figures than there is of Fulham players doing that. I don't know. And, you, have you seen the chances we give up, mate? And probably the same would go for uh, the United the United players. Like you, you're probably not going to get the big hauls from them. It's possible, but I think just your son's like an explosive, explosive kind of player that you, you just never know. Yeah, I on get the it. day he can turn it on. I feel like with Sonny, he was the one I said I was kind of reluctant about it, but I said he's probably the one at the moment because I think he, you know, that whole potential is there, and he'd probably be sick if you avoided him and he went off. I think. It's, 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 it's the capability. Either, so no, it, it won't be. Right, I'm off to put 50p in the meter uh, and <laughs> let you guys go. Thank you both so much for your patience. Let's do uh, correct you predictions. With the, you should have started with the light off and switched yeah, it back on again. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do correct score predictions before we finish. It's been fun. Go on, Gary. Uh, I'll say 2-0 to Manchester United. Clean shape. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, top scoring goalkeeper, yeah. Dara? I'll, I'll say a fun. I'll go Desmond's. Good lad. Uh, I, I think there'll think, be a few goals. I think that Paulinia miss. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that strung, strung it for me, yeah. Yeah, I'm I inclined, I inclined to say the, the, the same um, as Gary. I'm interested to see, Dara, in the, in the conclusion of this season, though, because your home fixtures are quite tough and your away fixtures after United get better, if we'll see some sort of flip here. You'll start winning away from home regularly and your home performances may suffer. I think it's a big summer for you because I think the age of the squad is potentially becoming a, yeah, a little bit of a problem as well. Yeah, I mean, William could be gone. Um, yeah, there's a few that are getting on a bit. Yeah, I mean, I was I was actually thinking just the away form, it, it could have just been the case. We've There's 10 goals that we, or sorry, 10 games that we haven't scored in this season. We've, we've not scored in games more frequently than than any other team so i think the chopping and changing up front and not not quite having a, a consistent first choice striker for some time probably has in some way led to that but yeah with that in mind gary just quickly if if someone was free hitting this week which i guess there will be some same players for you dallow hoyland garnacho same three uh yeah off the top of it, i can't I, so Bit difficult. I don't know what if you need money more this week. You probably would need a little bit Harlands, more, maybe because of Holland. So what Harland and 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 a bit of 
you know, whatever else is going on. on that. Saka and Odegaard and, you know, Watkins. whatever. Yeah. So I think, yeah. So I, I think, I think given that this week you definitely, you definitely need more money this week to free it than in 29, then I think you're definitely looking to save on United three. Yeah. Would you go free? Do you think? Um, probably I'd have to look, I'd have to look. I mean, you'd want three Wolves, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd want Haaland, you'd probably want a new a couple of Arsenal against Newcastle, maybe three. So I can't quite work out the maths on on the spot. Villa, like Villa that, at home to Forest, Brighton at home to Everton. Yes, yeah, yeah. So you know, I don't know if you'd need three, but you said you look. You, you, if you're going to free it, you need to have a. You should have a strong bench as well, shouldn't you? So at least have three. Going to free it, you may as well roll the dice. Yeah. Yeah. So even even if you have got Dallo first bench or Ganacho first bench and Odegaard gets a rest or whatever, then at least you've got something good coming in. So I think you need three in the 15, whether you'd actually start all three. I'd, yeah, I don't know. I think you're probably right. Uh, guys, yeah. thank you both so much. Gary, anything you want to plug before you finish? No, thank you. Good stuff. Dara, anything for you, mate? Nah, not for me. Thanks. Super. So you'll be back with me for the Sky Fantasy Football Podcast tomorrow and on next week's Clash of the Correspondents. Fulham's game week 29 opponents feature Ricky Saunders of Tottenham Hotspur with drawing... Rory McLaughlin Dowd, our Crystal Palace correspondent to preview Tottenham and Crystal Palace with obviously interesting Tottenham assets ahead of 29. And of course, Palace have a confirmed new manager in Oliver Glasner. Which sees me to say thanks again so much to Gary and to Dara. Good luck this week, gents. Cue music, please. Mad child. Quick before it goes again. Sports Social Podcast Network.